They teach us that birth needs medical intervention, that labor hurts. So we wonder why we should go through pain to welcome our baby into the world. Then we hear about obstetric violence that leaves us with a bitter taste birth experience and a feeling that there must be more to birth. I hear all of this and I believe with all my heart that another reality is possible. That as women, we all have the keys inside us to birth our babies and their placentas. My name is Mags and with my husband Keith, we are the Quantic family. Every week, I get the privilege to sit with passionate people that speak, speak to us authentically about birth and the quantic energy around pregnancy, birth and beyond. My intention is to diffuse their messages to allow you to make enlightened choices that truly resonate with who you are. I see this podcast as a caring and intimate place where you can allow yourself to be who you truly are and reconnect to the power within you to accompany your baby on his journey. I also wish for your partner to find his place in the middle of this transformational process so that together you become the strong foundation of your family. I truly believe that along we go faster, but together we go further. So join us. Together, let's come out of the belief system created by our society and reconnect with our intuition. Each birth is unique. May yours be truly authentic. What a pleasure to be back with you in this new year 2021. My name is Mags and I hope you are ready to launch this new year's journey towards your true and authentic self. I've prepared for you fantastic episodes with passionate people and surprises are to come along. I am still passionate about birth and the quantic around pregnancy, birth and beyond. Before I leave you with today's episodes, I am so happy to tell you that Keith and I, the quantic family, we've prepared for you a series of th three free videos to involve your partner in making childbirth an enhanced, positive and transformational experience. You will find the link to um, this series underneath the podcast episodes. And you can also find it in our link tree on Instagram and Facebook. Each birth is unique. Make yours be truly authentic. I had the chance to be interviewed by a fellow podcaster and I would love to share with you this experience. So this time, I am sitting in the person who is being interviewed. It's important for me to share this episode with you because it contains a lot of um, my idea of what birth is 
and how it can be accompanied through pregnancy, labor, and beyond. I always feel more comfortable in talking about what I love in a dialogue with somebody else. I really hope this message will support your journey towards welcoming your baby. Enjoy the episode with all my heart, Mags. Hey moms, welcome to Moms in the Know. This is Jennifer Zuniga and I am your host. Today I have someone I'm really excited to talk to. Her name is Magalie Saray and she goes by Mags. All I know about, well, I know a few things, a little bit, but the main thing I know about Magalie and why uh, we're having this conversation today is because uh, Mags is a doula and she brings babies into the world. Uh, that's so, I mean, it just, it's so profound. I can't imagine the experiences that you've had, you know, bringing this life into the world and also supporting another human being, the mother, as she goes through this process. What is that like? First of all, welcome Mags and that's okay jumping in because it's so you know it's such an amazing topic this life that is brought into the world and what I want to say that is absolutely fascinating is that baby brings themselves into the world ah so this is you know in our society we've constructed all this medical structure but like not that long ago we just women just knew how to give birth because if they didn't know we wouldn't be here sitting in front of each other talking it just wouldn't be happening so um so we women have this instinct how to give her birth and for me the role of a doula is to be the witness of this life that is growing this couple that has choices and wants some things and just accompany them on their way yeah what does um when you work with a couple what when does that actually start you know how does that i imagine people come to you seek you out are you part of like a bigger organization or are you just kind of independently doing your thing uh, and how do they find you? I believe um, into netting so I believe into knitting really so that the more we are working together the stronger we are okay so that's I believe this is all about the fact that I also have my own podcast is the more we speak about this natural birth and how we have it inside us and the more we can provide care and support to this these women so what you need to know and you you know me and you have this you know we wanted to talk about home birth but i don't accompany couples myself yet as such mm. okay so i had my three incredible experience and then i have done all the studies that I need to be certified as a doula but I see I yet haven't 
a company couple. So I can't really answer your question. Right. The only thing that I can share is that today with my husband, we have decided that we wanted to accompany couples because we feel that, um, to, to link with your question, we feel that as soon as the couple enters the process of this transformation that pregnancy is, and the stronger the couple becomes along the way. And it's about, you know, today, um, we didn't know all this with my husband. So we've got a five and a half, a four and a eight months old. And along the way, we discovered that the more I implicated him through my pregnancy and the closer he was with his child and the more we were talking to each other and the more, you know, we, we understood each other and the easier life was. And today we have this foundation of our family that is our couple that is so strong that yes, of course, we've got ups and downs. Yes, of course, I shout at him and we are not happy and we, we, we got problems, you know, but on the base, we have this kind of unconditional love for each other that is so, can be so hard to find in a couple. So, okay, so let me back up here a little bit. Um, so you're not a practicing doula. I'm just going to just get the um, dynamics or the, the nuts and bolts <laughs> out of the way, but you're not a practicing doula yet. You've done studies and uh, how long does that entail? How, what, what does that involve? Like, I, I guess I'm just wondering, like, you know, what your experience you far is. Right. How did you become a doula? Um, so I, I have lots of, how, so how do I feel I am? Why do I feel I am a doula? So I feel that I'm a doula because I've had three natural births. And for me, I want to accompany this physiological birth as much as I can. And I believe that we teach what we are. So for me, it was important to go through that, to feel comfortable with all the knowledge that I read along my pregnancy, because I read loads of books because I'm an absolute passionate about understanding the process and also, you know, then feeling it inside my body and sharing it in my couple for the base of my family. And then I did some training that is like, I did some training that I felt I needed extra to complete my understanding. And I did some training that is more like at an holistic side that does the link between the quantic, the quantum and and birth because I am absolutely passionate about quantum. I was um, an engineer. I'm an electrical engineer from, <laughs> as a study. So, um, you know, wow. that's where I come from. And then through my life, I realized how much I loved people and how collaboration was, you know, so important in my managing role. And I wanted to start working with people. And then I faced, a burnout four years ago like I faced some management um, dysfunctioning that completely put me in front of I cannot do this anymore and I went to search who I truly was and it was a really tough journey towards myself because I believe we are 
on the journey all along our way and we are on our journey to find who we truly are and until we see that and feel that and we realize that what we're scared of in life in fact is only ourselves absolutely then the journey gets so up. yes and you know and i want to get to that i it's almost like i have a table of contents in my mind but i do want to kind of again go back just to give some context Perfect. because yes because i mean what you're saying is so profound and wonderful and brilliant and i know um you know you worked with a particular woman who helped you but we'll get into that but so as far as again going back to the doula because i'm just curious myself because i've you know i did hospital births but i'm curious about home births if i were to do it again i probably would do home well i know i would do home births but so to train to be a doula so i i get your so, own experiences and i think that is so key because now you've gone through it and i actually want to talk about that next also with your husband and so what was the training besides so, your own personal reading what was that training i so I, I did some courses with people that are called that are in french and in english that we deconstructed again what happens in physiological birth what happens for the okay. baby what happens for the mummy how everything happens doula is not a medical job right so depending on the country maybe there is a fixed thing of what you can do but a doula is a person that accompanies couple towards their journey into becoming a family and then so if you if let's say i wanted a home birth then i would invite a doula a support who understands the whole process and i love how you brought in the the um the quantum energy as well and i would have a midwife so what how i would discon disconstruct it i would like to to think about it in another way please <laughs> logical for me in another way you know i'm pregnant i'm on this journey to give birth to my baby birth is a sexual process is the end of a sexual act you know you conceive a baby you've got a spermatozoid and an ovule and um meeting that is a sexual act well giving birth is also a sexual act when you understand that you're like oh wow okay and then you ask yourself who would you like to be present when you have an orgasm <laughs> I can so, just think of one person other exactly, than myself. <laughs> exactly. And then you think, whoa, okay. So it I guess I would like my partner to be with me. But then you're like, okay, but I need to feel more secure, maybe, and I need to feel a bit more safe, you know. I need other people that know if anything goes wrong, because we're in a society that works with fear, that you know, they're going to support me in the process. And I fully understand that I did it myself. Okay. So then you're like, okay, so maybe I'll have a midwife because she's got medical, you know, competences. And then I'll have a doula because this doula is going to accompany my daily question, my couple, more the holistic side of things. 
so that, that's how I was thinking. And the biggest question I would ask is how do I choose these people that are going to be standing with me when I am in this profound, altered state of consciousness and giving birth to my baby? Because I need people that I can fully say anything I want to. I need people that if I start screaming, pooing, vomiting, I feel comfortable with. So when I choose this person that's going to be, you know, uh, with me, I need to choose her with my heart. Mm. So that's what I would say. The way you can go and look at the CVs. We all have fantastic CVs. What are CVs? Uh, CV, sorry, when, um, sorry, uh, curriculum, you know, your, your form that tells you, you know, I did this study. Oh, okay. Like a certificate. Uh -huh. no, I, 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 I'm fully your trained. Resume. I'm fully training that. I'm fully training that. But if the doula and the midwife that stand next to you haven't done the process of understanding who they are themselves. So when you give birth, you are the person who stands in the middle of the scene and it is your birth experience, not the doulas, not the midwife, you know? I get it. Then you're in the right environment for you. So when, so we, yeah, sorry. No, I just got like little energy goosebump through me like, oh, it's so empowering. I wonder how it would be for me if I did it again that way, but okay. Wow. That's, that's incredible. So, so were you going to explain something else? No. Okay. okay. So, yeah. So, um, so your experience as a mother, you went through three different, I know you have two uh, kids with your older kids with your husband that he brought to your marriage or partnership okay. and you birthed three kids so can you tell me about those three births like given because it sounds like you were also on a self-educating path that brought you to this decision you want to help other women go through this process can you tell me yeah. Yeah, about those births absolutely mm -hmm. with pleasure so um, for my first baby, I just knew I really wanted to be pregnant. And anyway, I, I got pregnant and then I put myself in a bubble. I really thought, you know, I don't really want to talk about it, about this. I'm really going to read for myself. I already kind of detached myself from people and the general belief of what birth is. You know, it's painful and you're going to have, you're going to bleed a lot. Uh, and I was like, okay, I, I truly didn't want any epidural. I wanted like a natural birth, but I didn't know what it meant. But I felt that I really wanted my partner to be involved because he had two first births. So he had, obviously his children were born with another woman, but he was more like a in the scene he was not part of the scene and i really thought i'm sure because my my partner is is a super dad he loves his children to bits and i thought what if i included him straight from when the baby's in my belly so we did we went to see somebody that accompanied us and accompanied him to feel comfortable in putting his hands 
on my belly, touching the baby, and also as the baby was growing in my belly to position him, her, in fact, in different places. So, you know, I didn't feel any pain. So he really started being involved physically with me. And then that person taught us that when the uh, contractions get really intense when you're in labor, he could put his hand on my back and physically, you know, put some pressure on my back and help me on my lower back and help me to go through the contractions. So when you, probably, were you on your hands and knees, sir? Um, when I had the, my first birth. I mean, no, when I, he put his hands on your back. No, I was standing. Actually, I was, I was, I never liked having anything between my legs because I could feel the process of opening. But I think um, when we got to, uh, I was either putting my arms on the table mm -hmm. um, and my, my head down, you know, resting like this. And he would, when I had the contraction, he would push and I would actually go one, two, three, four to support, to go through the contraction. I know now that it's not the best method, but anyway, this is what but, we did. Yes, so, yes. The, 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 what is good, really good is having his, it was having his physical support on my back that was really good but the counting what is not good because the counting uses your neocortex which is your thinking brain but when you give birth this thinking brain to switch itself off so you can enter out of state of consciousness and enter your instinct and let your body do the job and let your body open because it knows how to do it and 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 go in a, a deeper state of consciousness wow okay so um i gave birth on my side in hospital and when i was my baby was just there it's a phase where often women just go i can't do this I just can't do this. That's it. it. It's been so intense. That's it. I'm done. And I went through that phase and I just went, that's it. I can't do it. I can't do it. It just, I want an epidural. I, I, I can't do this. And my husband who has seen, was in my back, pushing on my back. He said, yes, you can. Of course you can. You've done it up to now. And I pushed and my baby was here. Mm. And I realize after there is that phase that is so important, that is a disappearance. I, I, you don't say, I say that in English, that's a French term, but there's this phase where the woman is like dilated at nine centimeters and she feels, and it's pushing in, in physically on some bones and it sends some signal to her brain to say, that's it, you just can't do it. So that's what happened to me. <laughs> that's it. I remember. You remember that because it's so intense and it's because you kind of need to die to yourself to be reborn as a mom. And it's a signal that your body send because it's going to need to push and it's going to need to tap into an incredible energy and power inside your body to support that baby come out of you. Mm. So the process, your body knows how to do it we've unlearned we've got beliefs of how it happens etc so that was my first one but the baby came out okay and the placenta did not want to come out 
Well, nobody ever spoke to me about birthing my placenta. I didn't know what to do. So, okay, so they had then to put, to um, inject me with some anesthetic to go and get the placenta. And I was like, I missed something there. So when I got pregnant on the second time, I was like, okay, I'm learning to do something about the placenta. Yeah. <laughs> and after, when I was, I think, maybe six or seven months pregnant, I had tons of spots on my belly that appeared. So I ended up having to go to hospital for a check. And when I arrived in hospital, I said, thank you for all these spots, because I said, I am not giving birth again. In fact, I didn't realize how much there was leftovers of violence in my head from this first birth, because I felt I was accompanied by a man who taught me in a man way how contraction were. Hmm. He was really supportive, you know, but he never felt inside him what it was. And in fact, he taught me to get to contract and hold and I was doing it like with all the strength and I was like one two three pushing on my husband's hand so instead of really letting go and letting the process happen and opening up and going okay I can feel it you know it's intense but it's opening I'm a flower come on open up I was actually putting some rigidity to it the stress it was stressful and so stress, your body would stressful. close down that's it that's it so i did some work with a fantastic midwife that explained to me that i could birth with much more softness mm. you know even if the process is intense go and you know and live it and be in it so that's it. So she taught me how to visualize a place where I felt secure. So every contraction I could accompany my baby, because as I was saying to start with, the baby knows what to do. He just needs us to accompany him. Interesting. That's so, so interesting. So the you're just a come right. I, okay. All right. I'm just like absorbing this. It's like wow. So, okay. so anyway, we, 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 we got to a hospital and I was really relaxed and then I wanted to be in the bath. So we went in the bath and, 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 the, and I was going through it. And at some point it started to get more intense. And I had spoken to my partner about this place where I, that I visualized where I felt safe, where I could see he was there with our with our older daughter and they were playing in the lake they were throwing stone in the lake and i was just not with them but i was a bit further in the forest and it was warm and i felt comfortable there and there was feather all, all around me so when it started to get much more intense i said okay now i need your help please remind me where i'm going remind me that place and it, so he just went okay you know you're in the forest and and that helped me a bit. And I also knew then that if I did some uh, really deep sound with my throat, and if I open my throat, it would help open my cervix. It Is that something you learned? 
Yeah. Or you just, okay, so you learned that. So then you went to what you were taught. Um, okay. So when it's like look, this opening of the mouth, when you open your mouth wide, you know, uh, uh, this is a, an exercise that everybody should know how to do really. And I discovered it when I gave birth on the second time. But, you know, when you need to go to the loo, the toilet, sorry, and, and you know, it kind of blocked, if you help your body by putting your knees higher than your hips, and if you like open your mouth, it really helps um, like release the muscles in 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 the in the area. But it's the same when you give birth. I never knew that. So it's kind of like when you drop your jaw open, like more like yeah, really and wide. the chakra of the mouth here. The, not the chakra, the physical structure of the mouth is identical to the structure of the vagina and how it all looks like. It's absolutely amazing that it has similarities in the shape. Well, I never knew, learned that in anatomy. <laughs> so, wow. You know, so it, it's, that's it. It's so similar. So when you understand all this, you can then support your body, you know, and welcome what happened so I could so when I was in that bath and it, it started to push I felt it started to push so the hospital had told me the only thing that the midwife did and she said you are not giving birth in that bath okay all the rests I sent my husband that's a very important point women when we are in hospital and we give birth we need to stay in our bubble for the process to happen we need dim lights, a, a place where we feel safe, very little people, people coming in and out, very little, you know, intervention, because it's our moment. It's a moment where we are connecting to a higher piece, part of who we are. It's bigger than our body. And we're connecting to our baby to allow him to make that seven movement journey to come in. When you watch um, um, hips and a baby coming out and you see these seven moves he does, you, it's a piece of engineering. Because mm -hmm. these moves, you know, he bangs on bones every time and then he has to twist a quarter to move his head so the body can go and pass and move down it's absolutely amazing i suggest everybody watches that because it's just so incredible is that something that's the baby and your body are doing together kind of like that's in this it. partnership that's it that's exactly it this is why women the more women can move and the more they can support the baby coming down it's a dance Giving birth is a beautiful dance of life. Oh, God, I wish I could go back <laughs> <laughs> and do that dance. <laughs> That's incredible. Okay, so then, yeah. Well, so then is this like, this is the second, we're still on the yeah, second birth. It started pushing, so I had to come out of the bath. And so my, my basically my husband said, you know, I it's starting to get intense here. So he helped me come out of the bath and I said, okay, wait, because it's pushing. And if I have to hold on, I, okay, I'm not moving. And then as I just moved, came out of the bath and I grabbed him and my baby came out. Did somebody catch him? Yeah. 
Somebody was right there. I said, uh, but the midwife was there. The, the, mm. the midwife from the hospital was there. And I said, I, my baby's coming now. And she can't, she caught my baby. Mm. Wow. And, so, and I went, okay, my baby, my baby. And they walked me backwards towards like the bed so I could lay down. And then, okay, then there is, okay. So my experience was that then I, I wanted to give birth to the placenta. So I knew I had to come back. When you give birth to your placenta, you need the same condition that when you give birth to your baby. And, but you need to be back. When you go and download your baby and he's coming out, you're high in the sky. You're not there. You're not in your neural cortex. You're not thinking one, two, three, what time is it? You are in a different, in, in a different part. You know, they, they physically can see it with wavelength of your brain now. They've got names for each level of, you know, um, of um, wavelength that we have, the, the state of consciousness we're in, the state of consciousness when we are like talking and writing or, 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 or cooking or doing some calculations, some maths is different than when you're asleep, right? So there are different wavelengths. Okay, so I went back and then I thought, okay, come back in your body now, come back here, focus back in what's happening down there because you need to give birth of this placenta that was very important for me. And I did all the exercise that I knew and the placenta came out, great. And I said, and I was like, oh, I really want to see what it looks like. You know, the placenta, is incredible it's an organ we create and it's the twin of our baby during all the time your baby is in your belly it accompanies it it gives him food it gives him everything he needs he does the, the transition between you and him it, it's his twin it, the, 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 the cord that is between the placenta and the baby the baby plays with it Incredible. You know, friends, you know, so I, I wanted to have a look, but I, I just said, oh, can I, can I see it? But I was not as comfortable as I am today talking about this. So I just saw it briefly because I thought at that point, you know, it was dirty and bleh and you Bloody know, or... whatever. And then I discovered another part of what placenta truly is. For before you had your next baby before I had my next baby. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Lila Joy, we, we had her eight months ago during confinement at home. We were accompanied by, um, by a midwife, but she wasn't present at the birth. Um, we chose to have a doula to look after our children, but she was not present at the birth. Uh, because in fact, it arrived Lila Joy decided to arrive in the middle of our family. So both my children were watching and my partner, because we were, my partner was like, okay, we're going to put a film on. And I was like, there is no way you put a film on. Baby is coming now. So we just had the time to put up um, the scarf so I could hold my back on it. Um, and I was one knee on the floor one one feet on the floor standing up there and 
he my my husband caught the baby and my babies were watching the scene okay and what i know because people have been like what but that is crazy do you imagine that they're going to be traumatized no they're not traumatized it's part of their life women we used to give birth between lunch and dinner you know it was it was just a natural thing that we did well well, that's exactly what happened they had lunch they saw their their sister coming out they went to watch a film and in the evening they had dinner and and it continued and in the middle there was a new baby hey here so anyway to go back with my with my daughter i showed her one day how because I have, um, you know, a woman um, hips and a baby, and I was showing these seven movements of how it comes out. And she just said, but mom, I saw her coming out. And I was like, you saw her? You are a midwife. And she was so proud to be a midwife. You were, and you're talking about your daughter who is how old when she saw her? Five and uh, five, five. Yeah. We'll see, you know, but I am sure her touch with birth will be a happy memory of something we share together as a family unit. Absolutely. You know, when you're describing that from, first baby to third baby it's so interesting I kind of feel like you know the um, hospitalization and the sterilization and the things that we know and we've been taught have just kind of crumbled away (laughs) and then what's left is that you just had the natural childbirth with your family and you didn't need all that extra stuff I mean, of course, this was the fifth child that your husband had been apart. So, I, of course, for some somebody their first time around, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I wouldn't recommend it unless you've maybe experienced birthing before in other places. But it, it yeah, but no, it just when I when I look at baby, you know, n- not to give them numbers, but the first to the third, what a different experience and I can't it's like it's like all that other stuff just kind of falls away all that technical like you said fear-based stuff what if something goes wrong you know have to keep things sterile where are the rubber gloves I mean it's it's so all the stainless steel in the room the bright lights you know uh wow that's really incredible when you understand that the bright lights the people being around disturb the sexual process that is you know you you should give birth in the same way that you should have an orgasm if i had an orgasm today i wouldn't like my children to be standing here to be fully honest (laughs) i understand how you liken it to that but 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 but, you know it's a special moment for the lady it we we how many times in our life do we get to give birth how many times mm-hmm. it's such a transformational process and when you go through this transformation and you you do it for the rest of your life you can feel i did it 
it gives you some courage, some strength to face then anything that can happen along the way with your child. Mm -hmm. It's like it is this extra confidence that you can do it. I love how you put that. I mean, looking back to when I was considering, you know, having a child at one point, I remember saying, and it just, it's so different to who I am today, but you know, we all change. And I think part of that is the message that I was taught about, not from my, you know, parents or anything, but just from society is this idea that um, it's just so mechanical. But I remember thinking, oh, well, maybe I won't even have a natural childbirth. I mean, this is before I probably even conceived. I think I'm just going to have a tummy, I mean, have a um, cesarean so I can have a tummy tuck at the same time and look all nice. You know, I mean, just the idea that that is a thought and then cut to, I actually did want to have a natural childbirth and I didn't, you know, I didn't want the epidural and all that. Um, But even that, my first birth was hospital, more mechanical. Uh, So it would be great if, you know, and and probably are, I would imagine more women are turning to doulas. I think they're becoming more popular and- but the education that you yourself have experienced just through experience and then, you know, the instructional class. But will you tell me about the woman who helped you, um, who taught you? Was that after your second baby? No, no, that, that was, um, I, I, I did lots of self-learning myself. I guess I'm thinking of the woman who taught you about your shadow self. Um, oh, it. Yeah, was she involved in the birth at all? No, no, no. She she was she was involved about me finding myself. Was that before you had babies or after? Uh, it was when I had my burnout, so it was after my second one. Okay. But what, what, I really just want to, you know, jump on what you said about the fact that you thought about a C-section or cesarean, mm-hmm. and what I want to say, every woman, it's okay if that's what you want. Okay. Today, we have the chance to be in a society where we can decide the birth we want. The birth you want, it doesn't matter which one it is, as long as you make enlightened choice. You and your partner, if he is ready to be part of it, for your family. Because it is your family you are going to be in charge of your child for all the rest of his life perfect and you whatever happened during his birth this birth will belong to your story his story and the story of your family so just look at it like that be accompanied read books get information watch natural physiological birth because when you watch one I was really scared of watching any I was like oh that's going to be gross you know seeing the body modify like that I was scared of it but when you watch a physiological birth and you feel this oxytocin release which is oxytocin is the love um, hormone it's we release it at our higher self when we just have a baby And you feel this, you can feel it, you know, 
it's not because you're not physically in the room that you can't feel it. You feel this oxytocin release that touches everybody. And you go, wow. There's a wow in this moment. Hmm. Well, I really love that you bring that up because I think also for, um, you know, some women, it's, they really, they don't have a choice. So there is not a right, wrong, good, bad. It's just wherever honoring yourself where you are in the moment. And yeah, that's so important because it can be so much judgment uh, surrounding. And I really like how you said it. It's your, it's your moment and that's all. Absolutely. involved. And, and it's okay to have a C-section. Mm-hmm. And it, it, there are some C-sections that are really, you know, if you feel good and your partner knows what's going to happen and, and the baby is given to your partner and he puts him on his chest and you're full of love and happiness, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It, as long as you've got some information, you learned along the way and you've made some decision of what you would like what is good for you and all the must is let your partner accompany you give your partner the chance to stand along you with you our society tells us you know there's the baby we look after the mom around the baby because you know to get to the baby we need to look after mom <laughs> and then we put the medical people around And then the dad is out of there watching a bit what's happening. But dads are so competent. They are linked to their babies. They've got intuition too. You know, we speak a lot about this dad that holds the mom's hand and, you know, gets a really sore hand because the mom has to hold it really tight. That doesn't know what happened. And and that just see that guy going between the leg of his wife, taking out the baby and just doesn't know what's happening, but just like, if you think it's a sexual process, you're like, really? Is that comfortable for dads? I can't be comfortable for dads. They've got so much more. And dads can allow the wishes of the mom to be respected when she gives birth and she go in that bubble of I'm connecting to my body, I'm dancing, I'm going through that really intense moment of my life. The dad can protect his wifey and the partner can protect this woman and how you know how good will he feel i was there and i protected her from lots of people coming in the room and wanting to put their fingers in their in her vagina when she didn't want it or were always asking her ah oh, you look tired you should take an epidural you know this woman is vulnerable. She needs people around her that whatever happened are going to believe she can do it. And as I said with my example, that are going to believe she can do it even when she thinks she can't do it anymore. Did your husband go through a training process to get to or and was he that person that you just described? That, that's what I said. That That's what we created that that. This is why we want to accompany couples to gain all this knowledge and all these tools that they can put in their, in, in their routine to support the couple be really strong, but also to go through pregnancy and birth. 
So yes, we did it together. He understood what I wanted and he was my my intimate advocate, you know, in, in front of everybody. He, he, when I started, you know, making sound that were louder on my first two births, he, he started calling the midwives and saying, you know, the process is going on well, but he was being my protector. You know, nobody came to me. Nobody started going, you look in pain there. Maybe you should have this hormone that is going to help you. So, so it's interesting that, you know, society has actually, maybe it's twofold because fathers are kind of afraid because they feel like this is the woman's thing. And society has also kind of played that too. Like, oh, the men, like, in, you know, back in the day, they'd go out to the waiting room and just pass out cigars. You know, they've taken away that power, but you and your husband are really wanting to bring the man into the realm, not only to watch and cut the umbilical cord, which has become now like maybe a ceremony and, you know, just saying, oh, I cut the umbilical cord, but actually to be a partner. <laughs> I mean, what a novel idea, <laughs> actually to be an integral part of the process. Because he is. Because he is, but not always. It's not always the case. He naturally is. Mm -hmm. Society believes fear cut them from the process and that's okay but you know when when I look at my couple today I will always remember how he supported me through my pregnancy and the link he has with his daughter is just magical it's passwords hmm. so what are you and he when you say you're supporting couples what what are you doing how are you what is how are you doing that so we are launching online training where we're going to offer different training courses so the parents can, you know, on their own, watch us, our tips. We're gonna, we, I want it to be very practical. We are, we're giving very practical thing to bring into your life because it's a practical thing. You know, how, how can the man support his women? Well, he can be part more and more practically in the house you know understanding also what the woman goes through and how they can continue connecting with each other imagine a train the woman as soon as she is pregnant is on a train it's gonna it's a train that goes straight and it goes fast and it's not coming back she is on a transformational journey well, we are supporting that man to be on that train with her and that couple to, to be a unit all the way through pregnancy, all the way through labor and all the way through postpartum. That's our, what we're doing. So different courses and also a community to join and time where we can sit also with the couple and support them in their choices in what is good for them in the authenticity of their birth and also through my podcast that is called authentic birth um where i interview people and 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 again sprayed this word about every birth is unique let yours be authentic 
Beautiful. How have uh, have the men that you've talked to this about, how have they received it? Have you had, I don't know how many people you've, maybe you haven't worked with them yet, or maybe just. It, depend, yeah. it depends on the couples. But what I see is if you think that the investment you put in the arrival of a child in your in your couple, the invest the, the the fact that you make this couple really healthy and full of love, and that will be a strong foundation for your couple to be still together for the next forty years. You know who doesn't want that? When we have a child, we usually have it to because we love our man and we want a family with him. Well, what if? we told you that this was one of the biggest key you can put into place. You know, you, you hear a lot of families, they have a second child to try to make their marriage work. One couple of confinement, we can hear there's more and more divorce all around the world because people have found themselves with each other in the same space. And they're just like, I don't know who you are. I don't want to be with you. They're not connected. Not connected. They disconnected. Their journey has disconnected. Well, the journey to stay connected starts during the pregnancy of your children. And we are truly, we are convinced from with all our heart and our energy that because the lady is pregnant, her altered state of consciousness is different. So she has is closer to her true self, which is an amazing moment to share with her partner, which is an amazing moment for him to be present for her. Because when a baby comes along, it disrupts the couple. It disrupts life. Each birth, every child that joins, you know, there's a disruption of the family unit. But what if, we started again and looking at our families as the couple is the unit. Because the children, one day they will go and continue their journey. What if by putting some consciousness towards that family unit, we change the story of our family? So we, we believe in that. This is, this is why we're doing what we're doing. <laughs> Absolutely. And it, it just really strikes me again, just how by bringing the husband, the father, the man, the masculine side into, you know, the equation, it just seems so, it seems absurd that he was never there in that process. I mean, when, when, if, if more and more people go this route, when they look back, you know, X number of years into the, you know, into the past and they see that men were not part of that process, I think it's gonna be, um, people won't believe it. Like, why would they not be there? Why would a doctor and, you know, a nurse and it just, it just seems when you describe it like that, so much sense and so natural and, hmm. So I'd love to, um, um, two things I want to talk about. I really want to talk about how you work with the shadow side, because I think, okay, so if that happened before the birth, that that helped you evolve into the place where you are now. So I want to get to that. And I also am really intrigued about 
your experience as an engineer, you said an electrical engineer. And I want to hear about that. When you talked about the quantum, I think maybe some people understood and maybe it's a little bit vague. Um, so I'd love to hear about that, that experience and how it pertains to this you know, birthing process. So either one of those is, do you feel a call to draw? Or talk about either one? It is a link. Um, I got into engineering because that's what my parents wanted me to do. Um, and today I'm really grateful I did because I've got a very structured brain that helps me put structure into, into supporting people going through their accompanying people through their journey especially women and finding their true self so it helps me really understand the process and the mechanism in our brain and and it helps me be interested in quantum and, the talking, and when you say quantum i'm you're shortening it for quantum physics I'm, I'm shortening it from quantum physics but what i believe is that um, our brain is programmed between zero and seven years old. This is the biology of belief. Uh, mm -hmm. from uh, Joe Dispenza explains it really well. I'm passionate about these two people. They're just, we listen to these guys daily to, to support our understanding. They are scientific people. So I love this side that it comes from the scientific side. It's not a woohoo, what is she talking about? They're proving all this, you know? Mm -hmm. So our brain between zero and seven is programmed. Okay. When you when because your wave, um, your, um, I don't know why the words are not coming. The, the wavelengths. Thank you. Yeah, the wavelength um, are vibrating of consciousness are vibrating at a lower um, level. So you're in theta when you're in. You, you're just copying what you see. You're not your neocortex. That is your um, uh, rational brain finishes developing at 26 years old. Okay, so uh, you're not fully rational. You know, up to then. Um, so between zero and seven, your parents, school, the experience you have program you. After that, 90% of your day, when you are awake, you run on these programs. Okay, so you can go, whoa. So I'm like a computer. Yes, we all are computers. The good news is that we can tap in these programs and change them, okay? We can change them and get conscious of them at any time we want through repetition or through hypnosis to modify them, okay? So I understand this and I love this. So this is my engineering brain and my burnout allowed me to realize, so I felt that there was no interest, even if I had my two babies and my partner, I just didn't see the point of my life anymore. And I reached what they call like the, the darkness of your soul, where you can't see your light inside you anymore. It's still there, but you cannot see it. And if you, if you imagine you're in a labyrinth, so the center is your true self. 
but with the years people tell you to move away from it um you know you have to conform to this you have to please this this is how you do this culture puts itself on it and for your studies you have to do this and okay you do all these adaptation to suit the environment outside of you and you kind of get further and further from who you truly are and when i had that burnout i realized that i was very far and i didn't know anymore who i truly was so i started my journey back towards myself and that journey made me realize that yes i was only scared of my true self because i was taught all these years to come away from it because it wasn't good enough i was never good enough i always needed to be something else to please this or that person so i really started thinking i want to be a coach of life and i want to give women back their true power okay and 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 to put everything together this journey started actually when my first daughter was born and i looked at that beautiful baby and i thought i want you to be truly happy in your life kind of not like i am so i said i'm going to do everything i can for you to be truly happy and i realized by saying it that it had to start by me mm. so the rest of my journey up to now takes me to this journey back to home to my home my true self what my heart vibrates for and today i know that when i act in life to what i truly tr what truly makes me vibrate which is birth and you know it, it just comes through me hmm. So when we go back into saying, how many studies have you done? How many years, you know? I, you know, when you listen to this tape, you can go, I would love this lady to accompany me because I feel she understands something. Or people will go, oh, no way, this is not for me. And that is okay because we are all electromagnetic waves. And again, this is the engineering side. We human are just electromagnetic waves we are the, the 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 meeting between light and sound that's what we are wow yeah and wow we are the creator of our life we create what happens in our life so that's a very hard concept, you know, to take from scratch and say, really, everything that has happened to me, I created that? No way. I will not go through all that suffering. Okay. And I understand that because I still feel I suffer sometimes. I'm on a journey to myself, but, you know, life is, you know, we, we, you can't talk light without talking shadow. Light only exists because there's shadow they only exist because there's night so we are in a society of um duality so that's it i don't know if i answer any of your question but <laughs> no yeah yes yes and i would like um to hear more about 
you know, as you bring up that shadow, I would love to hear more like what that looks like, because for me, like I'm thinking, okay, when I hear you talking and, um, you know, I think we all put a little bit of ourself in when we hear somebody talking to try to stay in alignment. And I'm just wondering, so, and I'm wondering if listening, listeners are also wondering, um, okay, so where is my shadow self? How do I work with my shadow self? How do I know if I'm on my, you know, being my true self? What if I don't even know what my true self looks like? Hmm. You know, it all can be kind of, um, yeah, it's a bit woohoo. It, it's not very, it is like, yeah, it's not clear. It's not, um, so you need to start with your emotions. So I believe our body is a vehicle for us to live in this material life. And there's a fantastic um, film that has just come out with Disney that is called Soul that I truly recommend for anybody. What I love about the new Disney's is that they're really like for adults. They were before, but even more and more and more they're for adults and for children. And that new soul. S-O-U-L. S-O-U-L, yeah. Absolutely incredible film, okay? So th this body is a vehicle. This body is our best friend. Listen to me, I spent so many years hating this body for being too fat, for being not this, for being not that. And one day I just looked at this body that was 25 kilos heavier because I was creating life and that's what it needed for its process. And I said, I'm ready for you to show me how to lose these kilos without me putting restriction and saying you are you are not doing good enough and you are eating sugar and it is storing inside your body and on each of my pregnancies I've lost these 25 kilos because I started working with this body so this body is our vehicle and through this body we get messages all the time and these messages are our emotions we human have emotions the four basic ones are you know happiness sadness anger and fear okay these emotions when they happen inside us they're a message for us all these messages we can welcome them understand why they're there because there are messages to tell us that in our thought process there's something that is being triggered by our environment or by your own you know internal thought process so the more we allow ourselves to face our emotions and say Instead of putting them under the ground and going, I'm hungry, but I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm just, I'm just going to sit on it. And because in emotions in our body, they need to come out. They're like slides. They need to slide out our our body. <laughs> it's much easier when we look at them and say, Oh, I feel really angry there. What is happening in my head? Just by inside me looking at that, the anger goes, Oh. 
I feel much better. Thank you. Thank you. You see me. Ooh, yeah, we can stop doing something else. Okay. So that is one essential part of the journey for me to take. Go and look at your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. Thoughts come inside you. They come from your programming. You are not your thoughts. You are not your emotion. And and when and, and, and it's a lot of it's a lot of self-analysis, introversion that you can take. And you know, there's a path towards this. But we are all, I truly believe we are all on the path towards finding happiness with who we are. Mm. Yeah, I've heard people talk about your emotions as your guidance system, your emotional guidance system. So just by letting those good feelings guide you in one direction or another um, is helpful. And also, I think just asking for help from, you know, your higher self or whatever you say, God or the universe, or, but just literally just asking and then being patient and follow your emotional guidance system. So when you were working with your shadow self, were you working with somebody Mercedes, is that who it was? Yeah, yeah, I got help. I, I got help. I, when I, I was, as I said, when I arrived to the point where I didn't see any light in myself anymore, she really stood next to me and made me go through all these moments from the last six months that had got me to that point where I didn't see any more lights. And she made me stand. So we did some little pieces of paper where I, I spoke about the events that I went through that really hurt me or got me angry or got me sad or, 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 or scared me. And we put it on the floor and we did like a, a, on the floor every moment when it happened, okay? And she made me stand in front of every moment, starting from the oldest one. And she told me, okay, what did you feel when you felt that? And she said, find inside you the um, opposite emotion that can support yourself in that experience. Mm. So for example, I remember that um, particularly there was one lady that was my boss's boss that just basically told me, you know, um, uh, the con well, whatever the context, but she was like, she has that, she projected towards, I felt that I was just not good enough and that I would not be able to um, have a career in the department I was. And I felt she had so much power over me. And she made me face that lady and, and she said, there is a part of you that that has got all this light that can counterbalance this feeling that you're having and that can support you in facing this person and that can protect you and in fact it was only me and myself you know just building back my confidence building back and and that's it and we did that exercise and and I walked with her physically all the way it's very important because I was saying information to my subconscious by doing this physically so you're walking and saying it 
I'm walking, walking and looking at every event and, and feeling how can I support my own self to recover from the situation, basically. And that's what we did. And, and it helped me and it helped. To, to find energy and light inside me to go back into my journey. And one little step after each other, one little step at a time, you know, to start the journey back towards my path. So in the end, you can actually thank your boss's boss for, you know, whatever she did to make you feel this way or have those emotions come up. Everything we live, especially the hardest thing, they are lessons of life for us. And to start with, you know, we feel it's the end of the world. But today, when I look back at my burnout, that's the best thing that ever happened to me. Because otherwise, I wouldn't be standing here in front of you. So joyful of my life, full of projects, you know, feeling like I'm, I'm responsible and I'm the creator of my life and I'm heading my life towards what I really want to live. Well, thank you. I'm so beautiful that you feel like that and that you're sharing here today in your light. I can see it. I mean, I can see you. The, the listeners can't see you, but you definitely radiate beautifully. Um, the, uh, the woman that you worked with, Mercedes, I just want to understand. So she's, was she a professional? Is she some type of therapist or was she yeah, a yeah, friend? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you, um, I feel this work is best to do out of your family because with some, you, you, for me, when you do this type of work, that is a deep work, you need to feel a special connection with the person. So go, go in different people's, um, you know, um, go in different people's office, have Zoom calls with people and only, and ask yourself, as you were saying, ask yourself, is this person the right person for me? And listen, not to your neocortex that might, might tell you, well, you've already paid $60 on this. You know, yes, of course, this person is the right person. <laughs> is she a specific type of therapist or was this a certain type of she is a, uh, She, I truly believe um, when we come out of, the medical part, every doula, every therapist find his own way that suited his own journey because as I truly believe, we can only teach and share who we truly are. So it's not an age thing, you know. A, a doula, for example, could be a very young woman, can be a very young woman that has done such an important journey towards herself that she can mm-hmm. support you. Okay, so it's not an age thing. I'm not, I'm not saying the age is a blocker. I'm saying find somebody with who you resonate with. You can't explain why suddenly you talk to her and you're like, you know, I love this person. Remove also this. That's the person who knows and you need to be taught. The judgment, remove the judgment. Because that doesn't work. When, when you speak with your soul, 
you know, at the minute, you know, now with my podcast, especially in France, where I have been very heavily conditioned my first seven years in French, because my parents are French, um, and we all my emotional language was taught in France and in French. Um, I, I speak now to people that have got 15, 20 years experience and I share how I feel. And because it comes from my heart, they like, yeah, absolutely. I feel part of them, which is an incredible feeling that gives myself, you know, I am so, so grateful to be talking with these people that I feel I've got so much knowledge. And they look at me back and we have this amazing exchange, soul to soul. So that's what I'm saying. When you choose people that accompany you to find yourself, do it from your heart. Ask yourself, my heart, do you vibrate for this person? Do you feel this is right for us? And if the answer is yes, go for it. I love that. It's, it's, um, that's that electrical connection of the soul that you were talking about when you were talking about the quantum part. And it also, uh, when you're talking about Mercedes, the woman, it's almost like she was a doula helping you birth your true self. Absolutely. I've got, I've got goosebumps everywhere for you saying that. She, I am so grateful that she was on my way because she, thanks to her, I'm still with my partner. Thanks to her, I, we have three children together. Because I was looking at my partner saying, it's your fault if I'm not happy. It's because of you. If I am not happy, it's because of you and your two children. And it is your fault. And she helped me realize that all this anger that I had towards outside of me was just anger that I had towards myself mm. and the more I was gentle with myself and the more I was doing things that were good for me and the gentler I was with him and today I am so grateful we had some ups we had some downs this is why we're here wanting to support other couple you know in their blended family going along with small children and in their, in their life because we've been through all that is there we're, we're going to finish pretty soon but I just want to bring this in was there ever any um conscious or uh, or thought process about um forgiveness just did that ever enter absolutely i i spend my days forgiving myself i spend my days when i meditate you know going to see my little girl that had suffered and i just imagine myself giving her a cuddle and telling her you are good enough you are perfect the way it is you know there's a lot of gratitude. I feel much more a lot of gratitude. I connect much more with the present. When I feel my head and my old programs are starting to go mental, I just go, okay, it's there. Okay, I'm connecting to my cup of tea. I'm connecting to looking at the sky outside that at the minute I find is so beautiful. There's so much light in the air. I. And I forgive myself. And I see when somebody outside of me 
start making me feel angry, I know that the anger comes from something inside me. One of the books that really has helped me recently is called, it's uh, Brian Brian Katie. Oh, Byron Katie. Byron Katie. Um, Love what is. Love what is. This book... Um, I, I listened to it in audiobook as I love the fact that to listen to her doing it, it was much easier for me to because it's her voice you know and listening to her doing all this work with people really managed to connect myself to, to my true self and going through the process of okay I'm angry because of something outside of me but what is the part inside of me that is um, that is bleeding, that is wound? And what would I be without that thought? And start appreciating what's here and now. Hmm, that's powerful. When did she write that book? I've read one or two books by her, but I can't remember. It, it, it's, it's an old, it's an, it's an, old book mm-hmm. it's an old book but it's the work it's her work that is called mm-hmm. the work okay well gosh thank you magali mags is there anything else you want to share or put out there no i, I would love that um under your podcast we share the link towards our work um, with my partner um because and what is that called what is that it's called the quantic family dot life that's the name of our wow. the quantum family quantic quantic, quantic family dot life well, yeah so this is us and um this is um where where all our work um is going to be grouped and we are in the expansion at the minute to offer at different levels but we've got a true we we love the pregnant couple because we see there's so much opportunity in that pregnant couple to start from there so now i have another question though do you have another minute (laughs) (laughs) because what about if so there's a couple and i'm just going to say the mom is this is something she wants to do but the husband is a little resistant, like, I don't know about this, like, you know, for whatever reason. Have you seen that type of couple? And how do you handle that? Or how should a woman handle that situation? It's okay that he feels, why does he feel? The question is that, why does he feel he doesn't want to come along? What are his fears? How did he arrive into the world? And you know, a man, I truly believe a man is happy when he sees his wife being happy. So it, it's all, it's, it's, a, it's actually, it's a, it gives me an idea of a course actually to support that process. Because you're right, there is so much um, belief in our system that it's, it's not a man thing, you know, it's just man now we don't have our space there or but you do 
Yeah, I sense that part of it is, um, and I have this fear, uh, more I used to have this fear, but it's a fear of intimacy. So for a man, I mean, women are just naturally more intimate beings, a lot of us. And I even, you know, have that someplace like that fear of vulnerability. So to ask a man who really is really good and has been, you know, almost indoctrinated into the system of putting up their walls and you know don't be too sensitive and vulnerable for him to come to a group where he's going to be one in an extremely intimate situation right the whole birthing process but also now he's going to share and be watched by another couple who are going to be training them in this i can see a lot of walls just automatically coming up we 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 go i go deep because i'm a deep person my my husband is really good at supporting the man into this process so you know they're more at a joking level they okay uh, my babies are coming so they're more you know they they take it not as a deep we're not asking the man to be deep straight away like this you know of course um you need some time but it's again starting by the same question if where can you find true love where where do you want to find true love because you learned love with your mother and a lot of us spend the rest of our life looking for love or feeling we are alone even in our couples that the other person doesn't understand ourselves, who we truly are and it creates a lot of frustration and and sadness you know you don't understand me and i think that some people feel they are not looking like they don't want love because they might not feel that they're worthy of it yeah uh, but so they might they might want it but they might push it away and it's fantastic that they push it away joker willing says good if they push it away because there is a true there is something true that is there that can be going seen and it takes time it's okay we don't we're not asking people to go from you know all walls up to woohoo fully open it, it will take time it takes some patience, but it, we are supporting couples. You know, when you're in the couple, there's you, your partner, and the couple. So everybody needs to spend some time going into who they truly are. And learn to share differently than maybe how we are taught to share in, in this life. So it's like you're really helping each individual, the man, the woman, almost, I mean, you, you might put it like birth their truth self in the process before they then give birth to this baby that they created this. Yeah. Wow. That's just so profound. <laughs> I'm going to sit for a little while after we end this interview and just take it all in. <laughs> well, well, thank you. But that, that is truly it. And, and what a gift you can give to your baby to accompany your baby on his journey. Mm -hmm. You are on your journey. Your partner is on his journey. You hold each other's hand. You want to be on that same path. And you bring this baby along with you. 
and this baby can have his own journey along with yours and actually in the end can lead you on to absolutely mm-hmm. so. oh my goodness thank you so much mags thank, thank you so you much this wonderful conversation with you and I will post the link definitely to your podcast and also the, uh, uh, tell me again the name. Yeah, the, 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 the quanticfamily.life. I, yes. I, will, I will give you the link. You and your husband's um, project. Yeah. Wonderful. Absolutely. Well, thank you. And thank you, listeners. And we'll catch you next time on Moms in the Know. The episode's is now finished. I really hope you enjoyed it. This podcast is here for you. Please contact me to give feedback, suggestions and themes that you would like that we discuss. You can find out all the information from my guests and my contacts in the text underneath the episode. I believe that it is together that we go further. So please help me to connect with a maximum of pregnant couples to support them in their enlightened choices. Go on Apple Podcasts, find the podcast Authentic Birth, scroll down to the bottom of the page and find the section Ratings and Reviews. Click on the number of stars that you would like to give to support the podcast. Five is the best to diffuse the message further. Looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. And in the meantime, look after yourself. Each birth is unique. May yours be truly authentic.